You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 372, book excerpt from Street Cop. So most of you know uh, I was a police officer for almost 30 years outside of Atlanta, Georgia. And in 2008 or 9, I started compiling stories for what I hoped would be something that would interest my family. I didn't talk a lot about work. I didn't tell them what I was doing. A lot of the stuff I was doing at the time was very dangerous and dealing with a lot of dangerous situations over the years. So I really didn't talk about it, and I didn't bring it home. So um, as I was approaching retirement, I ended up retiring at the end of 2011, I started writing these stories down and compiling them into a book. Now, at the time, I'd already written a couple of books, uh, Peter and Paul and Acts and Miracles and Mark. But I reached out to my publisher and shared an excerpt of Street Cop with them, and they were very interested in publishing it. So Street Cop and then its sequel, Street Cop 2 Reloaded, were both published uh, through my publisher, Wiffenstock. So today's resource highlights are Street Cop and Street Cop 2 Reloaded. I hope you'll click on the links, check them out. Maybe pick up a copy. Uh, they've continued to sell very well over the years. People love the stories. What I said in the preface for one of them is that some of the stories will uh, amuse you. Some of them will disturb you. But my goal is to give you a greater appreciation for the men and women in blue who are the tr true blue line, the thin blue line. They're the ones who stand between us and the predators who would want to destroy us and our way of life. So... Check out Street Cop and Street Cop 2 Reloaded. I know you'll enjoy them. So this chapter, I just wanted to give you a little taste. This chapter is called Church Burglar. I was working another winter's night in 1985. It was after midnight and was very cold. There was nothing going on. The police radio was silent. There was little traffic on the road, and it was a good night to drink coffee and maybe read the newspaper but it was not to be. The police radio crackled to life and dispatched me and Officer Georgia to a burglary-in-progress call at, the, at a nearby church. Officer Georgia, had gone through the, Officer Georgia and I had gone through the police academy together. I was close by and was on the scene of the at the church within five minutes. I pulled into the lower parking lot of the Lake Lucerne Baptist Church with my lights off. I intended to park and walk around the church until I found the point of entry. As I got out of my police car and started walking, I could hear voices yelling and coming from the upper parking lot. I ran up there and saw a group of people standing in a circle around four men who were fighting with another man. And he was on the ground. Actually, they weren't really fighting him. 
They were holding him down and punching him every time he tried to get up. One of the punchers was yelling at the man they were holding on the ground and was yelling, you sacrilegious piece of... You can fill in the blank. The rest was covered by the crowd chiming in. Someone in the crowd saw me and pointed at the man who was being held down and said, he's the one officer... He's the one who was breaking into the church. This group of people that had apprehended the man were incensed that this fellow had tried to burglarize a place of worship. One of the onlookers told me that they had all been directly across the street at the bar, which was located just across from the church. They were all drinking and having a good time when they heard several loud crashes and glass breaking across the street at the Baptist church. They looked out and saw the man that they were restraining smash out the lights, the light fixtures near the front door, and try to force it open. The witnesses called the police and waited, maintaining a visual on the burglar. The witnesses saw me pull into the lower parking lot, but so did the suspect. He slipped around the far side of the building and might have escaped had not these concerned citizens jumped into action. Several of them ran across Highway 78 and tackled him before he could get away. My police car was now parked about a 100 yards away, almost on the other side of the building. The burglar was still resisting the four men holding him down. Rather than try and walk him all the way around to my police car, it would be much easier to bring my police car up to the upper parking lot. I said, hey, can you guys hold him here for a couple of minutes while I go get my police car? One of them replied, no problem, officer. He's not going anywhere. By the time I got back with my police car, the suspect had had enough. He was no longer resisting, and he said, please, just take me to jail. I handcuffed him and secured him in my car. I noticed a marble vase laying next to where the burglar had been lying. One of the witnesses handed me another one and said he had one of these in his pockets. These marble vases were the kind that you might find flowers in at a cemetery. They weighed a couple of pounds apiece. The suspect also had a plastic beer pitcher that said Oliver's on it. Well, Oliver's was another bar about a half a mile further up the street. Officer Georgia arrived and checked the outside of the church. She finally found a screen that had been pried off in the back and some other lights that were broken out. One of the pastors was called out to the scene. After checking the building, he told us that it did not look like the man had managed to get inside. The front door had been damaged, but no entry had been made. The pastor told me he had never seen those two marble vases before, and they hadn't come from the church. Well, I attempted to interview the suspect, but that was a waste of time. He was very intoxicated, and nothing that he said made any sense. He did seem grateful, though, that I had rescued him from the mob that wanted to pummel him for trying to break into a church. I asked Officer Georgia if she'd check the businesses further up Highway 78, back towards Oliver's Bar, to see if she could find any other evidence of criminal activity. 
Within just a few minutes, she came back and told me that our guy had been at the monument company just up from the church. The company made tombstones, memorial plaques, and other items like the vases out of marble. It was obvious that that was where he had gotten the vases from. The one-man crime spree had also done a substantial amount of damage at the monument company, smashing a number of marble accessories in the parking lot and knocking some of the larger tombstones over. We were finally able to piece together that this guy had been at Oliver's most of the evening and had had quite a bit to drink. He either did not have a car or he was smart enough to not drive. He lived about a mile away and was walking home. He decided to stop by the monument company to smash some stuff and steal some vases. When he got to the church, he decided he needed to get inside. Maybe he needed a place to pray, but I doubt it. He was probably hoping to find something else to steal or vandalize. For his trouble, he was charged with two felonies and a misdemeanor. This was a wonderful example of citizens being willing to get involved and not allow a criminal to escape. So, there you have it. That's a chapter from my first police memoirs book, Street Cop. There's a whole lot more action, uh, some even a little bit more intense, but I kind of wanted to keep it light on this episode. But, uh, but I encourage you to check it out. You know, the beauty of Amazon, you click on the link, you can read the first chapter or so for free, and I know you will love it. If you haven't subscribed to my blog, I encourage you to do so. That'll just make it easy for you to get fresh content every time I post, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Remember, Monday and Friday are new blogs, and Wednesday is this podcast. So subscribe on my website, davidspell.com, and you will make sure that all of my content comes straight into your inbox. Well, I always would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your comments on this chapter. Any other thoughts you have, uh, feel free to reach out, and we will see you next week on Leading and Learning. <music>